Welcome back to the Everything is Earned podcast. We are Everything Cleveland, and my name is Mike. And I'm Tim, the co-host. And we're here to break down everything in your Cleveland sports world. Welcome back, Tim. Thanks. It's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's like he never left. He's been here the whole time. <laughs> well, yeah. I've been here, but I've also not. Yeah, but he's here. Anyways, we have a lot to get into for uh, today's podcast, and we're really excited because... We're doing this now Monday through Friday. Uh, it's been great so far getting things going and, uh, and and talking to you guys about what's going on. And today, obviously, we are upset about a lot of things with the way the Browns game ended uh, against the Broncos. But we're not going to go into uh, like the full, like we all saw the game, the right? Stats. We know what we happened. We know what's going on. We know what happened. So we're going we're gonna to break down things that matter. We're going to talk about what it means going forward. And then we're going to get down to some Cavs stuff. And a couple of Indians tidbits here and there as well. Yeah. So, first thing, obviously, the, the Broncos uh, came in came into their own stadium. Yep. <laughs> the Browns came to Denver, and uh, things did not pan out the way we liked. Uh, I think ultimately it came down to coaching. And the first thing that sticks out to me is Play that, the kitchens. Yeah. Well, the nonsense with the shoes. Okay. First of all, that's that halftime. So the first thing that stood out to you was halftime. <laughs> no, 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 no. The first thing that stood out to me is that it's uh, it's week eight. No, week seven. No, Se- week no, eight. We it's week it. eight. Week nine. That was week nine. We're heading to week ten with Buffalo because we had Kareem Hunt come back. Correct. Yeah, there we go. Ah, ah, okay. okay. So the uh, you're that far. You're halfway through the season. You need to know at this point. That you have to have your your ducks in a row, and this far in the season, Freddie still doesn't have any of his ducks in a row. Does he even have ducks in a row? No, he doesn't know what he's even. He's talking to chickens, man. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing out here, but that's such a dumb thing to be doing. Like we're not we're not in week nine of the season, still talking about about what kind of gear to wear on the field. Like if you know you shouldn't wear it, don't wear it and get get together. And Freddie should know this. And have his team in line. You have 27 assistant head coaches. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I did hear from Odell Beckham that um, there was a, light, a late um, uniform change in the week. Mm. And so I kind of threw off the cleat game. It says, threw off their cleat game. Like, he didn't have another 100, <laughs> 150 pairs of cleats to wear. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's What he means, it threw off his brand game. And he had to re... He had to re-talk to his team about what he's going to brand this week instead of worrying about the game plan. But it's okay because it's not like Odell is going to get the ball from Baker anyways on 4th and 4. That's the only thing he has to worry about because he doesn't have to worry about catching the ball. No, because we are in week 9 of the NFL and and freaking Baker Mayfield still doesn't uh, trust uh, Odell when he's covered. To catch more than 5 balls a game. Dude! He's an average 5 catches a game. You look at the elite receivers. The elite receivers. Okay, let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins. Let's talk about uh, Julio Jones. Let's uh, let's mention guys like Calvin Johnson when they were playing. Randy Moss. Uh, you got uh, uh, Terrell Owens. Antonio Brown when he was playing. Ocho Cinco. Antonio Brown when he was playing. You have all these elite receivers out here in the league, and what they're very good at is making contested catches. And Odell made a couple of the contested catches against the uh, the Broncos, but it was fourth and four. And Baker throws in a double coverage instead of trusting Odell, who, by the way, beat his man. Uh, and then we end up getting the, the turnover on downs and, and losing the game. Personally, I didn't like that we sent him long on a fourth and four. 
That's almost asking to say, hey, clear out, we're not going to use you anyways. If we're going to do anybody, uh, we're going to send any with COD, I want it to be Callaway. Personally, I, I want I want OBJ to stay around the four-yard uh, first down mark where he can be utilized and no, be the man I, off the line. I couldn't line. disagree with you more. You have one of the best receivers in the league. He beat his man off the line. He had an op- absolute opportunity to score in that play, and Baker could have thrown the ball right into his lap. Instead, he threw it in double coverage. I will say... Because you're not reading your progressions right then. If I'm a quarterback, I don't care what the hell the player is. If I'm Baker Mayfield, and I'm out here playing the game in the NFL, my first two progressions are going to be Jarvis and Odell. Regardless of what I'm looking at, those are the guys that want to get the ball. So I'm going to go, boom, where's Jarvis? Boom, where's Odell? Oh, if I look at Odell, he's wide the hell open. Right, you want to madden that. You want to stare dead straight at one receiver and, and hope he gets open. No, I'm not hoping it's open. I'm just knowing that Odell no, no, is he, the he, best playmaker play on the field, yeah. and I want to get him the damn ball. I will say that Baker Mayfield did hit um, uh, Rashad Higgins on a fourth down uh, deep deep pass uh, in Seattle. I, I ended up coming back because of the OPI, but he has thrown those before. Um, so it was on. I mean, he did he did hit his other guy. I tried to hit his other guy um, in Jarvis Landry. Um, he forced it to him, but. I personally rather have Jarvis and Odell trying to um, get open within five ten yards, but so just because it was that it was the most important play of the game doesn't mean there was other plays the Browns didn't leave out in the field. Uh, they also had another were, failed fourth down conversion. Oh yeah, yeah, we failed on fourth down like it was like our, it's our job. I mean, technically, on top of that, we did do a little bit better on third down we on, on third down diversions we were forty percent which is up eleven percent on the year. Um from twenty nine percent third what's that third third worst in the league. Yep. Um percentage up. So yeah. Except it didn't uh, matter because you went one of five in the red zone. No turnovers. You only had one touchdown on five red zone trips. That's horrific. On on a on a positive side uh side, uh Austin Seibert was four for four. And looks like we made the right decision, or John Dorsey made the right decision there on keeping him over Greg Joseph. Yeah, all you Greg Joseph lovers out there, just you big, hugging Greg Joseph lovers, and who else? Who else did you guys love that thought was you thought were amazing? Who was the the guy last year? Oh, uh, Ga- Zane Gonzalez. Zane Gonzalez. Like I don't think anybody was hot. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> any, I don't think anybody liked him. People um, thought his sister was was. Uh, was an attractive person, so they wanted to support Zane. But yeah, no, no uh, people didn't care for Cyber because he didn't show up in practice. But he's like, you know what? I'm just like AI. He's like, practice. We're talking about practice, like, and he's a game time performer, and he's he's 100 percent for the year on practice on field goals. <laughs> and he's like, practice. Well, give me give me a game situation. Let me let me let me get some game winners. Let me let me get some meaningful kit, uh, field goals here. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a great season so far. John Dorsey is the king of uh, of, of kicker t- talent evaluations. Uh, yeah, yeah, special teams uh, finds. Yeah, Jamie Dillon. two for two on uh, on kickers this year for for the off season talent acquisitions. Okay, but zero for one on the head coaching acquisitions. Yeah, you gotta think that there's something uh, missing I- missing from how uh, Freddie's t- coaching. But you gotta also think that like John Dorsey kind of like butchered the the search for it. Like he was like, you know what, Freddie and Baker get along. They're like buddies. They'll do. They'll have a little great coaching, head coach relationship, which is not a bad idea because your quarterback is the most important player in the field. But instead of like making, uh, making Baker better, we hired an offensive coordinator that's probably wrecking the plays right he, now. He he has a complete, he has a completely different scheme scheme 
from Fuddy. So I don't understand what they're trying to do. So the first five weeks, they're trying to implement that virtual passing offense, and then Fuddy was like, screw it, and scrapped it, and, and so that didn't work. And then even, even since then, in the first nine weeks of football, we just haven't gave Baker an outlet if his main, the main part of the offense worked. I mean, we've seen a little bit where he started putting uh, guys in the flats, giving him some, uh, some uh, a safety net um, to help him out, but he should, be having, he should have one every single play. He should have someone in the flats to help him out. Are you Within five yards. If you can't do anything, dink and duck. Do you think every time we did that, we at least gained five yards. Along with, and then that, along with Chubb running the ball, I mean, how are you not scoring more than once in the entire game? I mean, five red zone trips. I think, uh, I think, I think the Browns did an awesome job getting down the red zone. And then, where you were really successful last year in the red zone, the Browns have been horrendous. We were, he was zone. what seventeen and uh, with zero fumble, uh, zero interceptions in, in the yeah. You just last year, throw the darn ball seventeen nothing to your playmakers, yeah. man. And for all you people out there who are like, what happened to Baker in the red zone? Well, you're, first of all, you're missing Najoku. And Baker loved throwing in a joke in the red zone. You're Back also missing line. Higgins, who uh, can't, can't seem to, to buy his way onto the field. He's saying all the right things in press conferences and pregame stuff, but apparently they don't want to play him. And again, I think it has to do with the Callaway over Higgins mantra, but there's something in the background we don't know about, whether it's you know lack of knowledge of the playbook or some rift between him and the coaching. I think it's the you regime think? thing. I think it's from, he's a, from a past regime, and and uh, Freddie Kitchens and John Dorsey is trying to just put on the new guys because you see this time and time again with new regimes, new front offices, where they just, regardless of talent, they just like their guys and want to play them. And I think part of it has to do with... Um, Kind of removing that uh, safe, that like safety valve, that um, that net for Baker, and saying, "Oh, okay, if if you don't have Higgins, what what can you do? Like, are you a consistent quarterback? We can we can out." And also, I don't think they'll keep him. I, I think they should have traded him because this is his last year of his contract, right? Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna require a lot of money. So I think I think they they messed up by not getting something for him, at least a fifth rounder. But I think even the fifth rounder um, from from the the the, the tenure. The tender, the fifth on tender from his uh, draft selection. If he does leave, right? Yeah, I yeah, believe so. On, I believe so. Under. Which is not horrible, but it's hidden. I think he's worth quite quite a bit more. Um, they could have been flipped maybe for offensive linemen, but I think that's just a wasted opportunity there, and just wasted. Just not for the season. Like if if you're trying to make a playoff push, put him over Higgins. Uh, put him over Callaway. He's more polished. I think he obviously has more chemistry with Baker. His hands are better. I think he's a better route runner. The only thing Callaway has is speed and potential at this time. Callaway, I think, is... Uh, speed and potential. I think, he's, uh, I think he makes plays with the ball in his hands, but you have to get the ball in his hands first. Yeah. And, and what or offense hasn't been designed to get the ball in the hands quickly to the to receivers and make plays? Correct. It's been, it's been pass, and then they, they come down. It's been tight windows. Oh, yeah, it's been real Baker's garbage. been throwing in tight windows all, all season long. Like, it hasn't been geared towards, all right, I'm going to get you the ball real quick, and then you don't make the play. I like, agree we have that. many receivers that, that have that capability, even tight ends. You but. just got to be like, what the hell? We have all these uh, weapons, and you can't seem to score points in the red zone. Like, what what the frick is that about? But, you know what's going to make all the difference, Tim? We're getting Kareem Hunt back this week. Getting... That's going to make... 
if he's anything like he, if he was half of what he was in in Kansas City, he'll be a big improvement over Hilliard. I will have to. I've been pretty disappointed on Hilliard this uh, this season because he's terrible. Yeah, I expected him and Deonis Johnson to to fill in for Duke Johnson quite a bit. Outside of the extra um, extra yard plays where he needs a huge stiff arm or he fights for a few extra yards and makes a crazy catch, like I thought as a as a, as a receiving duo as a second and third uh, string receivers uh, or money bats, I thought they were filling and these they've been very dis- um, disappointing, much like the the Bonds offense. Because well, Hillary's bad, but uh, Kareem Hunt will come back and I think you're gonna run some some wishbone then a little bit of. I don't know why I haven't been doing it all year. A little bit of wishbone. You can, you can, no, no, no. Before you say, before Hilliard's bad again, we have <laughs> we have a whole bunch of receivers we can put back there. We have Odell Hootenso, we have Jarvis and so, um, and they can run with the, and we just talked about them being able to make, and Callaway being able to make plays with the ball after the catch. So why wouldn't you give them the ball as soon as you could to make give them a play? Is it just me, or make do you like hate not having a fullback in the offense? I hate not being able to have a good offense. I just want a, I want a fullback in the offense. Like, remember when Lawrence Vickers was our fullback? He was such a good Lawrence fullback. Lawrence Vickers was such a freaking so beast. He was such a great lead blocker. Oh. He was one of the best. Phenomenal lead blocker. How good is uh is Kyle Juszczyk over, over, at, uh, over at the Niners, by the way? He's making every decent running back look great. Yeah, he's clearing absolute mammoth holes over there. Good for him. He's, he's a beast. He's but no, beast. I'm just disappointed that we, we can't make... All this talent work for some reason. Like we every Coaching. every every week. Okay. Coaching. Yeah, yeah, for some weird Coaching. reason. Coaching. Um. Coaching. 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 Ah! No, this is this is the year of the coach, Timmy. Your your NFL across the board. It's becoming more and more evident that your coaching matters on a week to week. This is this has been the most evident you've seen in years about. How much coaching matters. Look at look at the Colts, man. Jacoby Bursett plugs in plays. No problem with their head coach. How about even Denver's Brandon Allen? <laughs> sure, Brandon Allen. Look at look at what look at the job happening over in Houston with uh, with Bill O'Brien. They're making Deshaun Watson look awesome. Look at look at the Cardinals doing great. Look at the Buccaneers. Even funny, funny's play call is just so Good predictable. Jo- as much as everyone hates John Gruden, look what the Raiders are doing this year, man. It's just so predictable. There's no creativity. Like and that was that was the one thing that was that would work, I was working for him last year. I don't think it's about creativity to me. I, I think, think I think creativity plays think a big the, part since you have so many weapons. It's like all right, who are you gonna who are you gonna give the ball to? Here's what the, here's what's wrong with the Browns. It it has to do with everything. You sum it up in, in thirty seconds. Yeah, thirty seconds. Well, just a quick side note. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are thriving without Ben Roethlisberger, uh, with Mason Rudolph as their quarterback. But back to my point, you have coaching culture, coaching culture, coaching culture. You put those two things together, and that makes a tightly run ship. Look at look at the look at the the freaking Patriots, man. You got you got the an offense that can't really run, and they're they were undefeated up until being beat by Baltimore. I mean. They're not that good. When you have a uh, an organization that's ran with discipline, that's ran that's ran to the point where everyone knows what with their job is with accountability, you don't run into this nonsense the Browns are running into. You simply don't. Like you you have to lay the hammer down 
on what is expected from these players. And and funny catching from the web, this this made known that he's a buddy buddy kind of relationship. It's, I think I think he got good. he got too too friendly with it early on. Yeah, and, and if you get a lot of those like, hey man, it's all right, you messed up. I just want you to go out there and try your hardest next time. And make sure you execute that play next time. And then Baker's like, all right, coach, sounds good. All right, bro. All right, bro. And he's like, love you, bro. And and that's your that's your head coach. It's like that that's that's can't be what it is. Like you rely on each other, right? But you have to have a relationship as that that's founded on like. We have to execute because this is you're messing with my money when it comes down to it. Like if I'm the head coach, right? I'm I'm thinking about this in terms of like I want this thing to run tight because it's a great opportunity and because I'm gonna be the one that turns around the Browns. So what I go what I go and do, I take the buddy buddy approach. I'm like everybody everybody loves everybody. E I E everybody loves everybody. Uh, and then we E L E E L E everybody love. Love oh, Ellie, oh. oh, no. <laughs> everybody love everybody. It's just, it's, we're going to get tropical in here. You're, trying, you're thinking of E-I-E, everything is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> all, <laughs> all of that, yeah. On this farm. It's always talking about buddy-buddy stuff, yeah. Um, but I think, even, I think we expected some lack of discipline, some some bumps on the road with being the first year head coach. But I think the most surprising is how dysfunctional the offense has been. Because that was his big selling point. He said, all right, um, Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley were in a miserable first eight games last year. Then Freddie Kitson came in as the offense coordinator and, and lit a fire on that offense. And Baker Mayfield was only sat three times in the last eight games. It was tied for best. And, and, they, and, and that was what he had 19 of his, of his, of his 27 touchdowns in that back half of the season. And all of a sudden... They look like completely different. They look bad. They look probably worse than the Hugh Jackson offense, honestly. Like with more talent, with a second year under under Baker Mayfield's belt, with new weapons, with you could even argue a better offensive line. No, they have a they have but a better team, and Baker's doing worse. Everybody's doing worse. But that's what in, it is. in the second year. That's when you add layers. That's when you build on top of of. Your, your go-to plays that work and and add a little little nuances. You want know the the word? That's not when you. Is, right? That's when you, that's not when you scrap an entire playbook and say, "All right, well, let's do a vertical threat offense." When we have no blocking or no blockers that can that can hold on to that block for more than two seconds. You know what? Uh, you know what that's called, Tim. Ignorance. No sophomore slumps, bro. They're real. They're and they came for Baker hard, and Freddie didn't help ward it off at all. Didn't help protect Baker from the sophomore slump, and now we're slumping hard. All right, so I'm, I, about, I'm about I'm about done. Almost, I'm about done. You're, you're done. I got one more thing. I'm done with the flip. I I was thinking about this. I I was no more comments. About, I was thinking about this loss hard last night. A little bit this, huh? You, you had some hard thoughts to yourself. I did. I was deep in my own thoughts. It was it was up late. I was. I was I was, I was back in, in in my brain. Back to me. Rewriting the game plan for the Bills. Yeah, um, and I was trying to think uh, of something, oh, like something to relate this this Freddy Kitchens scenario to, and I think I think it's it's similar to the David Blatt situation with the Cavs. Was that 2015 Cavs? Hmm. Um, I think it, he, I think Freddy could be a good coach, but just it's it's in the wrong situation. Just like David Blatt might not be a, a, a bad coach, or he might he might have stayed in the NBA. A few years, if you got a different opportunity, but 
due to the pressure of of being, of of acquiring all this talent, of falling into all this talent with a with a new with a new position, new head coaching position in Cleveland, I think I think he wasn't ready for it. I think I think the the egos that he had, whether it be Tyler Irving, LeBron James, or in this situation you had Baker Mayfield, OBJ, and some people on the offense on the defensive side. And I think I think if this wasn't the right situation, I think you need you need some a hard nosed coach that's that the players don't respond to. They're not that liked, but they don't respond to and no no respect. And I don't think they have I don't think the Bones players have that in Freddy Kitchens. Okay, here's here's uh where I love this comparison for you. Because freaking uh freaking David Blatt was hired to coach up Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins. Little did we know LeBron was coming back at that point, and then LeBron decided to come back because he saw that the Cavs had acquired the. Oh, uh, I see what you're the doing. Like there. Go ahead. Um, they, uh, you know, they, they. He wasn't hired to do that job. He was, he was hired, hired he was in hired, what January, February. Yeah, he was hired. He was hired. Uh, no, before before the uh, before the the draft or right, right after the draft, I believe, like right in that little window there. And LeBron was like, "Oh shoot, the Cavs got them assets. I'm on my way back to Cleveland, y'all." So David Blatt, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna add on there. Interrupt. Take it, take it away, buddy. David Blatt um, was hired as a bridge between um, uh, the the rebuilding era yeah. and, and the playoff, the, the reemergence of the of playoff Cavs. Yeah, and then he was. And then all of a sudden, within two, not even two months, not even three months, he had LeBron James, he had Kevin Love in return for these young assets. Instead of player development, he, he had to change his strategy to championship mode. And, right. and I, don't think, I don't think his coaching style fit that game plan. And, and Dan Gilbert's trying to try to toss it off and like, all right, like, figure it out. And I think if... If Dan Gilbert knew, I mean, I don't know. Dan Gilbert's pretty incompetent. Um, I mean, he he doesn't resign David Griffin, but then he he gives um, second, second senior uh, GM Kobe Altman, who 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 was the main contributor to the Kyrie Irving and LeBron James debacle, uh, yeah, a contract extension. So Which, what do I know? We, but, we don't know how many years are per team policy. Has one of the, the Cavs ever been quiet about how many years they give a GM? Well, they they haven't they never weed up uh, under Dan Gilbert's ownership. They've never gave um, the GM a, a contact extension. Right, correct. But but when do they ever not disclose contact information? I mean, it's been several days. We still haven't heard, right? Right. We have so, no idea how many years is on its contract. So that's no one's shady. leaked it out at all. Um, it's not shady. It just it just means that like the people they, weird. they don't want the, the all the blowback from being like you or, wouldn't sign Griff but you're gonna sign Kobe for five years or it, it might be it <laughs> or might, three years or the no Danny Ferry he gave a contract extension to Danny Ferry didn't he nope not one I guess not so. one to Kobe Altman I guess not but Danny Ferry sucks the point is Freddie Kitchens wasn't was uh, was hired before OBJ was traded Correct. too um so it was like oh we might make the playoffs like uh, if we build on top of uh, last year and. And everything goes right. Like we we could squeeze in and like uh, win a few games in Baltimore or split a, a game a couple of games with Baltimore we and win both ends. We didn't have the schedule. We didn't have the schedule yet. I mean, obviously we need division. Well, games. yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, we knew those. But like maybe we can squeeze into the playoffs. Then as soon as we got traded OBJ and got rid of Zettler, is it all right? The Browns have to make the playoffs, otherwise it's a failed season. So all of this pressure immediately came on to the front office, the most onto the Freddie Kitchens. And he's like, all right. So instead of having like like a like kind of like a 
kind of like feel it out year, trying to get a feel for my team and and figure out what the what what's best and stuff like that, and and make progress on to the back half of last year. It's like all right, now I did make these group of young guys who's never won anything, uh, either. Uh, I mean, with the within the team, a few players, a few veterans might have won, um, and on different teams, and then turn them into into a playoff contender, championship contender team. Correct. So. I like the analogy, and you and you summarized it well. Is Blatt was came came in to, to develop, Freddie was came, uh, brought in to develop. Then all of a sudden, you add superstar talent, and your job is no longer to develop; it's to win right now. It's a damage and and tweak for strategy for for those and, superstars. And Dorsey's plan changed too because he, you know you make those calls about OBJ, and you don't expect to get him necessarily and then all of a sudden you're like oh we got OBJ and when the oh, we got OBJ uh, we have OBJ and when the trade happened it it almost like Dorsey swindled uh New York's GM out of out of Odell Beckham like, really like we we end up with Odell Beckham like that's all it took like is like a, a like a like a, a brim like a, a pro bowling a guard uh like a like a, a, a high potential like safety that's it and traffic. Yeah, and then we got uh, Bone and Back too. Like, is that, that's all it took? Like, that's like, at, at the time, it felt like high, highway wobbly. Like, yeah, I, oh, absolutely. And I think, I think you, I think there's still, I think this trade was still the absolutely the right move. I just think that it was, it was poorly, it's been poorly executed on the coaching end. Since. Since, yeah. Since it happened. Because you, you lost that, 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 um, that, some, that, um, that anchor on the offensive line in, in uh, in Zettler. And, we didn't know how. I mean, some of us knew that he was very important, but we know how crucial it was to to the offensive line in the few, first few weeks. And we needed to do something with it. We needed to trade for a solidified starter, and we just haven't done that. We didn't right. do that before the trade. Uh, we didn't do that in free agency. We didn't do that before the trade deadline. It's like it's like when you have guys that you know that you um, you have you have guys in the office that have the potential to perform. You know, I don't know if you've ever been in a work environment where it's like, okay, this guy could be really good, and you're like, oh, he'll, he'll get it done, and they just don't get it done. You're like, oh, like that sucks. Like we thought you had the the ability. We looked like you had the ability. Like I remember in my career one time, I had this person who was just phenomenal. Like they were super nice, gonna be a great fit for the position. Brought him on board. Charismatic. Yeah, couldn't had could, all the intangibles. Couldn't execute, man. Could not execute. What came down to doing the task. And doing it well. Can you use a different word? Execute. I've heard the word execute uh, in in the sense of Cleveland way, way too much over the last few weeks. Um, Freddie Kitchens, I'm talking about you. He couldn't. We just need to execute. I mean, that's all we need to do. We just need to store in the red zone. We need to limit turnovers and penalties. And, um, you know, we, we need to be flawless. And then uh, we need to be some Hall of Famers. Like, anything else? We just need to play football. Yeah, <laughs> any any bigger things you want to add to that list, Freddie? We just, gotta play we just need to do the little things, you know, like win the games and, you know, not... Not such. Um, yeah, this is the little things. Um, perform in the moment, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, perform. Yeah, perform. Sounds perform. great. Yeah. So when it comes time, you get I step to the plate, you gotta make it happen. Um, and he couldn't do it. Just like just like Austin Corbett couldn't do it. <laughs> All I, the think a, I think it's just failed at not experiment. There. I think I think we 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 got so attached to his personality because he is so genuine. He he does Dorsey. Well, we like Freddy. Dorsey because he, or Dorsey? he makes he makes things happen. He makes th- makes, he makes things, things happen. happen. <laughs> things um, happen. But we liked Freddie um, because his honesty 
his his transparency and and like the genuine like um approach to some like coaching that we haven't seen before. Right. Um from professional sports. Um and, and all of that was very, very intriguing and like, oh man, that's awesome. It's on intriguing top of, when you're winning top, games. It's yeah, not on, when you're on, on top it's not of, when you're two and six. Yeah, on, on top of 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 him exploding on the offensive end and seemed like he had like like the player's ear and at the end of like the first like the back half of the season, um, on the offensive end, like you're oh man, this is this is this is really intriguing when it happened. And well, then, yeah, when you when you go from Hugh Jackson, yeah, everything's intriguing. And then and I like we we understand this has been I I mentioned this a few minutes ago, but we understand the hiccups, the road bumps and the lack of discipline and like figuring out coaching like the responsibility of the head coaching job, um, week to week. But we can't. What we can't accept is the the total, complete dysfunction of the offense with yeah. all that talent. To me, that that's that's the thing that's that's you, unpassable. Are you done beating a dead horse? No. All right. Tim is Tim is committing animal cruelty over here with his with his with his Freddy rants. It's all right. We just don't understand why he's the head coach at this point. But no worries. We'll move on. We're gonna move on to happier, brighter, more wonderful things. Uh. Which include the, our Cleveland Cavaliers. So, who has, has they don't have a winning record at the moment? But it's not because they're not uh, not an interesting team to watch, or they don't have potential. But they are living up to the hashtag "Be the Fight." They they're making things competitive on a nightly basis, regardless of what team they're playing. I love it, and and they're fun to watch. There's a lot of there's a lot of interesting player development like storylines to follow this mm-hmm. season. Yep, and I think. I think I'm really gonna enjoy uh, seeing how John Beeline progresses and and tweets um, uh, his lineups, um, how he wants his players to to play, and 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 like just on the offensive defensive end, and and this is his adjustments. Like I said his, his in-game adjustments are. I think I've enjoyed quite a bit this in the first few games. Okay, so let me let me get right to uh, my points here. Um, so we've had three home games so far. I've two and one. I've attended two of them. Um, I attended the Mavericks game on Sunday, and we, you and I were at the Bulls game when they won. Lots of fun. Um, the Mavericks game, honestly, the Cavs were super hot um, for most of the game. There were some moments where they, 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 they trailed off a little bit. The Mavericks were hot the entire game. And it wasn't because not go bad defense. It was because they just shot so. There, there was some bad. There was some bad they plays. Forty eight percent from three, though, dude. That's that's an insane. There was some bad defensive players, but game. but they were hot. They were um, so hot. Man. Everyone was hot. The, uh, from Finney Smith to Finney to, Smith to Porzingis <laughs> uh, to Luca. to Luca. It was like they had all the weapons they needed, and, and then Brunson came in and he was good. It was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they just filled up. <coughs> they just on each other. Um, on Sunday, really well, and uh, it wasn't because I mean, Cal shot super well. I mean, you had, you had Clarkson playing very well. He shot uh, he shot fifty percent from three. From three. You had uh, Kevin Love, Kevin Love five eleven. Yeah, three. Kevin Love had a great game. He had first uh, three first quarter threes. I mean, he got going early. But you know what? You know what did the Cavs in though? The height difference. Uh, rebounds. Height difference is one. Rebounds. Yeah, rebounds is two. Um, the third is shot selection. Uh, shot shots. Sure, shot selection. Timmy's got all the intangible things. I want to talk about particular players. I know basketball a little bit. Timmy knows basketball a little bit. A lot of it. Um, I want to get into what the heck we're going to do with Larry Nance. Uh, because he doesn't look like he wins you 
basketball games at all. Like, he, what does he, he do out there? He doesn't look like he cares about basketball. Like, 85%. I compare him to, like, Jamal Crawford. When he cares, uh, okay, he's not near, I'm not going to say he's comparable to Jamal Crawford's skill level. Not at all. I'm saying his mentality is similar to uh, Jamal Crawford's, as in the sense when he wants to play, he can be a good player. In Jamal Crawford's case, if he wants to play, uh, he can be a really great player. Um, but for Nance, he does, like, 80, 90 percent of the time, he looks like he's he's passive. He, he's not communicating at all. He's not talking at all. He's just kind of moseying around. He might be a few uh, teammates in high school, or um, or just just over the years. And he he seems like he just he doesn't. He's not a plus minus guy. Like he's not he's not a plus guy in in. And for for the average player, so if you had a replacement player, it's random guy in the league, he'd be pretty he'd be pretty parallel and and pretty level with that guy. Um, okay, here's why I like my Nance. Nance for me, he's just weird. Like he, I just he doesn't really shoot threes well. He doesn't really do he doesn't really well. mid range jumpers well. He's not a great rebounder. He misses more dunks than I uh, and I've seen any player miss dunks besides Javale McGee. Besides Javale McGee. He uh he doesn't really play he good try, defense. He tries more dunks than than any or he they shouldn't more than any other player. Passes at a higher level. Okay, I think I know how to how to peg. He sets okay. I scores. think I know how to peg Larry Nance. He he's that type of player that everyone was trying to be before Stephen Curry made it a three point three point league. You know how everyone wanted to be um the good at everything player. That like, I want I want to be able to shoot threes. I want to be able to rebound. I want to be able to defend. I want to be able to pass and dribble, like. Like you want to be able to do that, he's like kind of like he, I feel like he's trying he's to be a like well-rounded role player that doesn't really do well. He's well-rounded, but like only kind of well-rounded because all the things he's well-rounded all that uh, he's well-rounded with aren't very good. I think he's trying to be like Koi Medetti, but he's not Koi Medetti. He's had a negative plus-minus his entire pro career, except for the year where LeBron was here. In his first year, and he had a point. He was positive one point when he was in the game. Who is Colin Sexton? No, it's Larry Nance. That Larry Nance's entire okay. NBA career has not been a positive point player. Now there's Sexton, but Sexton's only in year two. And speaking of Sexton, it's our yeah, it's our, it's our it's our uh, it's our, our daily time to talk about how Colin Sexton doesn't help the Cavs. Larry win. Nance is a veteran now too. A he's veteran. played oh. yeah. He's like what three? He's played three years over over in LA. Now it's season what. It's, Third? Third season with the Third Cavs. Season with the Cavs? Yeah, he, he's been in the lead for six years, and he still seems like a, a second-year guy. Yeah, he just, I, I feel like I want to put my arm around him and just teach him about basketball, just a little bit. No, I just want to put my arm around him and say, we're trading you to Sacramento. That's what I want to do. No, Sacramento's going to be a good team. I want to... I want to... I want to... I to the Wizards. Yeah. To the there, Wizards. There we go. I'll give you Colin Sexton, Larry Nance, and a bag of basketballs for, for your Bradley Beal. For your best dryer. For Bradley Beal. Speaking of the Wizards, you know that uh, that Isaiah Thomas is over there playing basketball for him? He's starting his first game uh, for the Wizards tonight, actually, which is, is really funny. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. But also, you remember how bad uh, Isaiah Thomas was when he was here in Cleveland? Not because his hip was broken or anything, but he just he's bad. He just didn't fit. And he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't know yeah. how to ha- have the ball not in his hands. Fit in or fit out, bro. Wait, that's what LeBron said to Kevin Love on social media. Inadvertently and not directly to him. 
Anyways, <laughs> continuing forward, uh, we we we're I'm just I'm just, I'm just not a big fan of what they do for your team. I think Sexton and I think Nance just don't fit into your your team's game plan anymore. I want to I need a, I need a two guard that can shoot the three ball and is going to make quality decisions with the basketball in his hand. I want and that's I want neither thing player. Sexton can do. Shoot your shot whenever you also whenever you feel can we it. Pull stats on Sexton's three point shot this year because it's horrific. Like I'm sure or, or for early stats, early stats now. Um, don't worry, I got you. Um, Sex Colin Sexton, second year guy, not a great player. I feel like his three point shots down. Uh, it's to me, it's not down. It's it's horrendous this year. Like and and let's take a guess. What do you think his three point? Well, um, is? Let, me, let me think. think. I have, it I was have at forty. What forty and a half last year? Forty one and a half. Yep. Which is which is pretty excellent for a rookie. I'm not gonna say horrendous. Anybody. We'll say it's averagely to mediocre. I'll say uh, 34 and a half, 35 and a half. 34 and a half. On the money? On the money. You didn't even, you didn't even see the stat. No lie, Timmy did not see the stat. I was looking at the stat. 34 and a half is on the dot. You know, exactly you know, you know how I know, shooting. you know how I know that's a decent percentage now? I, I've talked about it quite a bit now <laughs> is, is my senior year of high school, I shot 35 and a half percent and I was at a, oh, I shot the most in the league. And I made the most in the lead, and I was one of the top percentages in the lead. I'm like, wow, I'm shooting at a ridiculous clip. Three or four years ago in the NBA, that would have been one of the be- some of the best shooting in the in the lead from right. three point arc. But with the, the new the new focus, focus. ooh, <laughs> focus. the new focus on on three point shooting, uh, and the new area of um of this pace and space, pace and space, um. I mean, a lot of people players. are shooting way higher percentages. I mean, I mean, they're, they're shooting, offenses are designed to get more open threes. That and and shooting isn't something that you you are born with. You can you can become a shooter if you work hard enough and you and you get the right. Um, look at my boy Brook Lopez. The right fundamentals. You can just become a shooter. Look at, Brooke, look about at my boy Brook Lopez. Hard, over, it's not like daunting. It's where if you have certain height requirements, like oh, and, like and you have to be this tall to be able to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyone should. You, you just have to combine work ethic and and learning the fundamentals and attention to detail. Attention to detail is huge. There's so many little nuances with shooting, right? And uh, and I don't think I think that percentage is only going to go down this year. So look for look for Colin Sexton to progressively lose lose uh, lose stock and uh, and become less of a factor for the uh, for the Cavs. My uh, my trade alert watch is, is still active. My my trailer watch has been active since last year when he's when like no 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 but uh this was the the little signs the the bit the big one that or the biggest one I think we've seen um off the court because there's a lot of there's a lot of on court signs um is, how he doesn't pass the ball it, no his 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 quote on saying that he refuses to to give up the the point guard spot how many assists do you think he's averaging a game right now three and a half two it's down from last year. How are you? How are you? How are you, how are you in a better? Because there's a few games. Okay, there's a, the last two games he had like two assists in the first half, and then I couldn't remember if he had any in the rest of the game. And I, now that we call, he didn't have any after the. He first, didn't play a lot of minutes yesterday's uh, in uh, in Sunday's. Because Dallas in the game. first half, he kept on like trying to pump fake seven footers and then like and like finger all around them. He was really bad against Dallas. He was like a he mi- doesn't mi- understand minus nineteen, bro. Like he doesn't understand how like wingspans work. Yeah, or he, height. He played 25 minutes. He it was minus 19. Um, Brandon Knight played 20 minutes because Beeline was like, "I'd rather play Brandon Knight than play." Utah I think. Assassin. I think. I think we're shopping Brandon Knight. I think we could be shopping Brandon Knight, 
But I, I, I'd rather be shopping Colin Sexton. Can we shop both? Can we shop both and get a, and get a better and player? Point guard in a time. Mm. I'll take on a large contract that expires. I'll take on a year. I'll uh, take a, on a, a year from contract. now, so not next year, but a year after that. I'll take on that hefty contract. Yeah, so we can have a some more cap in the twenty twenty one offseason. Here's a real crazy question for you. Shoot, do you think the Cavs could make a play at Chris Paul? Do you want to? No, but you also, with, with also since we're talking, ma- about, since we're talking about, since we're talking about, we're talking about Colin stuff. Sexton, can we talk about how uh, how uh, Gildas Alexander is killing it in in the in a Thunder uniform right now? Oh, the guy who who we said is better than Colin Sexton last for, year, for, only last year. For literally, I've been saying this, we've been saying this for over a year now. That this guy is better than Colin Sexton. Yeah, and the, the Cavs passed on him, and then he went to the Clippers and got was part of the. Uh, and he was Paul such George an trade. asset that he was part of the, the Paul George asset. Yeah, and, and now he's like averaging like twenty a game. And yep. He's killing it, and he's shooting his, his butt off from three. By the way, as well, is he? Good he wasn't. He wasn't a good. A good turns, turns out he just needed a little bit of tweaking and a little bit more, a little bit more reps and some work ethic and yeah. and playing with Chris Paul. Yeah, that helps. That'll help a lot too. Uh, so okay, that that's gonna wrap my my Colin Sexton ranting up. I don't really... I, we'll talk about more, I'm sure. Tomorrow. Still an enjoyable season. We've won two out of six games, and I think... And we're think, getting better. We're getting progressively better, which is which is more than you can say about than the Browns. And I like... A lot of people say it, or Freddie Kitchen has said it several times, that uh, Baker Mayfield doesn't make mistakes twice. Um, but I think John Beeline is implementing that system and, and getting his players and tweaking like individually with his players to not make those same mistakes. I think even I saw some weird passing from Colin Sutton. Passing from Colin Sutton. I think that's even weird. Weird to begin with. Uh, <laughs> uh, his passing's always weird. But weird passing in the sense that he did pass. And like times he should. And there was a few times on the fast break where like he looked to the corner and hit Kevin Love early. Oh my gosh. He... And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Wait, is that Colin Sutton? I saw the hair. I saw his crazy eyes. Um, okay, that's, that's Colin Sutton. He had a pl- okay. Now you bring up his passing. He did have a play yesterday when the Cavs were trying to make a run back in the game, and Tishan Thompson had four straight free throws missed. But one of the times he was at the line, he got to the line because Colin Sexton gave him the ball like a half an hour too early on a two-on-one break. Oh, that was awful! And it was like holy crap! All you do is he, did, he didn't go out wide and try to stretch oh, the defender. He didn't try to go for the layup. He literally gave him way he too just early. Gave the ball to Tristan too early. I was like, here, try try what you can. Like, see what. And he happens. got a foul. He didn't. He didn't get a Tristan layup. got the foul. On a two on one in professional basketball. They didn't get a layup. Always get a layup. Always. Always get a layup. Unless it's some crazy defender like LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, um, or a big man that can block things. Even that. Even that you should. Even that you have yeah, the speed to either get a quick layup or, or find a teammate. But a two on one, you should always score. Oh, Paul George. The three people. Giannis. Giannis. The four the four players. That's it. Not the same one. The <laughs> There's four more. Players. I, can name, I can name four more players. No, don't don't do it. Okay, go ahead. The four players in the league that could turn the two on one and into it to an easy in, in easy miss. To a stop, yeah. To a stop. I would say so. But it was it was horrendous. Didn't like it. Wasn't a fan. Thought it was really, really, really I really, mean, but really the balance pass was textbook. He textbook straight out of a textbook. <laughs> straight out of a textbook. He made up a complete bounce pass to Tristan Thompson. About, I think that was about part two of, and a half seconds too early. I think that was part of his film. It's thousands of hours of film. I think he confused film with reading 
uh, how to play basketball with dummies. <laughs> he shouldn't be watching his film. He's watching other people's films. I think that's what he did too. I think he's been watching thousands of hours of his films. And wow, man, I'm so <laughs> good. Narcissistic. This hype himself up. You have to do to watch thousands of hours of, of your own film. Like, yeah, see that shot I made? That was awesome. Do that drive I did? That was real cool. Look how I didn't hit the guy in the corner. Love that. Like, it, what are you gonna do at that point? You really gotta. You know, you gotta, you gotta kind of play it out and 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 look for look for guys you want to emulate and guys you want to like live up to and watch their film. Obviously, we haven't heard anything as if he was uh, watching a thousands of hours of his film. He just said film, as in probably um, the. It was uh, his film. Uh, <laughs> he was watching his. Film. It was probably his film, but it was probably how on on on. I'd he was watching that one game. Uh, at, we on, had like twenty Alabama. Points. Over and over and over. Oh, the, the one that got him the, the eighth round. The, the, the eighth one that pick, got him drafted. The one eighth pick just in the, watching in the draft. Just over and over um, and over again. But no, just how, how, how defenders like, play him. Um, he, do, he does do a better job of, of acting like a point guard. And when he doesn't have numbers or he doesn't have positioning to back it out. It's not, not, it's not that he's not improving. It's that his improvement isn't good enough. Yes. He's never going to be good enough for me, Timmy. He's just never gonna look like a basketball player to me. The eye test is never; it's always gonna be a little, a little quirky. It's so wrong. Like it, it, he doesn't help. Like his, <sighs> I think his reaction time and his decision making is so 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 slow. I would love to see like some next gen stats on that. Like this, I want NFL to go over and do some NBA stuff. LeBron James makes a pinpoint pass. Oh, like oh, when identify it in point three and a half seconds. What's that? Colin Sexton <laughs> takes four point five seconds to identify a similar pass. No, 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 to 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 identify a teammate, and then another like two seconds to pass the ball. Yeah, it's the same. Four point five seconds. It's, yeah, it takes a while. So it's, it's, it's he doesn't bad. read the court. He keeps his dribbles it's his head down. It's decision-making. It's just really slow. Head down. Um, so I think John Beeline down his head a little bit about that and a little bit about... He took um, away some of his minutes. If, yeah, if you can't make the, the uh, way play like, to your teammates, then you're not going to play. I think that's what we saw a little bit. With the, with I think John Beeline, the coaching staff, and, and Tom Sisson over the course of the season, we're going to start to see a little bit of trail of... of leading up to a bit of outburst from John Sisson. Either from the from uh, the GM to, to trade him, or when I see it, Colin Sexton either on the court or like when I hear in the locker room, or he's gonna be like, he's gonna have like a, he's gonna have like a, uh, he's gonna break in like a, a team rule or something where he's gonna be out a few games. But I think we're gonna see something when I have to say clash between what he values himself with the team and what and the fit of the actual team uh, with uh, within. Uh, how Kobe Altman and John Beeline sees it. Um, I don't think that's going to happen at all. What I think will happen, and I think, is is Beeline will decide he doesn't fit the system, and trade Kobe Altman will make a trade. There won't be any blow-ups. It'll, I come, think... it'll come out of nowhere. Everyone will be shocked and dismayed. Definitely. And, and we'll all be happy on the Everything is Earned podcast. Yes. Anyways, let's get to the, uh, the weekly segments here real quick. Because um, we do have some weekly segments. Then we have some fan questions. Uh, that's so a new thing. Fan questions. Fan questions. Ooh, well, fan questions. Every, Ooh. Before, Ooh. The night before, uh, the night we make it, uh, you can send um, either to, to our DM on, on any of our uh, uh, social medias or our personal ones on mine, mine, mine or Mites um, with the hashtag, uh, if you don't do, um, uh, yeah, with the hashtag either tell Tim or mention Mike um, and we, we, will, we will add them to the end of our uh, episodes. We'll so, answer them. You're so catchy, Tim. Yeah, you like that? Tag Tim. 
No, tell Tim. You're right, bro. Tell Tim. I'm going to tag Tim instead. You can, you can tag Tim, too. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll find either one. You can one. tag or tell Tim. I mean, he'll, we he'll might we might find some, some, some vines should we go, um, in the midst of that. Should but... we go questions first? Yeah, questions first sounds good. Sure. All right. Let's do questions first. All right, we got, uh, we got Cavs Chris here, and he's going to ask, how bad is Baker, and is he, quote, the guy? How bad is Baker? Uh, this season, he's been quite bad. He's been quite disappointing. Um... And for a guy who you think uh, coming off that crazy uh, or the record-breaking uh, rookie season he had uh, to make the next step, um, he just didn't do that. He, he's looked lost at times. He's looked flustered and confused. He looks like he, he can't read coverages at time, in, in certain games. He's been all over the board. And I think with some of the early interceptions, he, he's gotten a little gun-shy. Okay, I will say, but that I think I he, don't think he's been. I don't think he's bad. I think he's just having he's having a tough time adapting to this uh, this system. But I do think he's still the guy. What the Browns are having to worry about going the, like through the rest of the season here is that you don't ruin Baker and make him not the guy, or, and ruin his confidence. Because um, that's a big thing with young quarterbacks. If you if you put in their heads early on that they, they don't have the intangibles to succeed, what they do isn't good enough, then that could ruin a, a quarterback and its confidence early on in his career. All right, next question here is uh, from downtown Mason Brown. And uh, Mr. Brown here is asking, uh, should Freddie let Munkin call the plays? Um, no. I think uh, Todd Munkin did enough with his... Um, his scheme early on in the season. He's like, all right, he, I think he had Freddie's ear. He's like, all right, Photoshop passing game. Photoshop passing game. Um, you know, no, 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 five yards is cool. <laughs> try 50. <laughs> <laughs> try a hot try. He's 15 yards on for size. You know what a, a cool little, little drop down in the flats to Nick Chubb is cool? How about, how about Hilliard? <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about put Hilliard in instead? Yeah, you um, know we're trying to find OBJ on, on a drag route. Let's let's hit uh, let's hit Darren Fells on on a, on a on a on a on a deep post. Darren Fells isn't on the team anymore. I know. Let's hit Pharaoh Brown. <laughs> okay, uh, no, we're not gonna let Munkin call the plays uh, unless Freddie gets fired, in which case Munkin call the plays he wants. <laughs> and I hope he learns from the first weeks, of the, first five weeks of the season, if that happens. All right, Amber hits up with the question here too. She says. Uh, the landscape of Cleveland sports as a whole, what is expected from each Cleveland sport? Which, uh, which sport do you want to start with? Uh, let's go, just real quick, the Browns. You just want to you finish out the season strong. You're not, you're, the playoffs are kind of a, a far reach, so you want to finish the season out strong. You want you you to go get Dame Baker Dame. back on track. You got to yeah, go Dame Dame. You have to. Back you can't worry Baker. about winning eight, the last eight games of the season. You have to take one day at a time and... And just make little improvements every game. Back on track, Baker. Being being disciplined and coming out um, um, ready to play, I think, the last week uh, is a good improvement. I think you should have done that week one. Um, but, I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing, we're seeing, we're learning. We are making progress. Um, but just building on top of that. Uh, okay, so Cavs, I would say, you're looking at a uh, a low a low playoff seed, like a seven or an eight. You're looking for a, play, a late playoff push. Yeah, late playoff. You're push. looking for a lot of development in the young guys. Make some nice trades. You would like to see Colin Setson figure it out. I'd love to see him figure it out. I mean, I, I as a cast fan, I want the best from him. I just don't think I'm trying to be realistic, and I'm trying 
and trying get out of here with your realism, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be realistic and and this reasonable. What to put context and perspective into things? Reasonable, Gosh, yeah. Geez, jerk. Um, and I think I just don't see it. I don't see it in But late playoff post, I want to stay healthy. I want Thompson. He's he's only played sixty like sixty five combined games in the last two seasons, uh, along with Kevin Love, who's only played. I mean, Kevin Love's might actually played more games. Tristan Thompson, which is crazy considering he didn't miss a game up until I want to say 20, 20, early twenty eighteen. I just love Kevin Love. Twenty seventeen, like, late twenty seventeen. Kevin Love's my guy, and you guys are going to start to see it this year. Oh, Minnesota. That's, Minnesota uh, that's later. Minnesota Kev. That, that's later. You're you're later. Um, Indians, you would like to get back in the playoffs next year? Didn't they have the highest odds to to win the World Series? They had the fifth highest. Fifth highest odds. Yeah. Uh, get back in the playoffs. Uh, Kluber get back and and get healthy. We just gave him a contract and such. Oh, we exercise. We exercise his option. Exercise option. Yeah, we and, went and the treadmill and, and gave him the option. And then we need to sign Lindor to extension. Uh, I don't care the- how much Dolan wants to say, to enjoy his, the last couple of years of Lindor's contract. It's not I happening. Want to resign him. It's not happening. Um, they're going to trade him for a bunch of players, and then we're going to go win the World Series like the Nationals did. It's the same thing. Everything in sports is the same. You can make the comparison. We're the Nationals next year. We don't need we don't need Lindor, just like they didn't need Bryce Harper. We are the Nationals okay, in but 2020. Let's be real. Just enjoy it, because here comes the Nationals. Here comes the Indians. We're going to win. We're going to be meet each other in the playoffs, and we're going to win a World Series. But who's more who's more valuable to a team, Lindor or or Harper? Or Lindor. But yeah. but we're the Nationals. I mean, Medium Lindor, he's one. We are the Nationals. Everything's the same. You can always you can always draw comparisons and convince yourself of something. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, um, has won his uh, second what silver slider? Uh, second uh, second Golden Glove, Golden along Glove. with Perez, winning his first. Yeah, yes. pretty okay. impressive. Pretty impressive. And then stuff. what's it spotted of each sport? We, I we, think we, we mentioned. We, yeah, I think uh, the Browns fans have to get strong. Uh, Salvage what you can. Uh, in this season, Cavs uh, stay healthy, playoff push. Yep. Uh, seventh, eighth seed. Yep. And then the Indians back in the playoffs and and don't get nothing from Lindor. Either find a way we sign him, which is un- very unlikely, or get a big old haul. Big, big old haul. Big yep. old haul. Big um, old truck. The next one we have here is from J Bate seven two four. Is a system ten record enough to keep the coaching staff for next season, or is Munton going to be the scapegoat? Give me my scapegoat when I need one. Why? Why would Munton be a scapegoat? I don't know because because he's probably the guy who's messed up the offense, strings in the offense, messed up the offense. That, that could be. And Freddie could be like, I'm calling the plays without Munkin next year. I think. Hey, buddy boy. I want to <laughs> say scapegoat, but scapegoat is, is typically a false person or a thing to blame a season on. But I'm gonna say who should really be blamed as is for Jimmy Haslam. It starts at the very top. No, get out of here. Start the, Haslam, the, top. the Haslam's finally did their job and, and took their hands off and let Dorsey run the show. And Dorsey's the one that's responsible for hiring Freddie Kitchens and for hiring uh, and for hiring uh, Munkin. So, so what are you gonna put on? What are you, what are you gonna put on John Dorsey then? Because we've the been coaching we, staff. We, we've been talking on the you show. You give him all the, the all the praise for, for building a team, but then you got you got to give him all the all the downs for, for building the coaching staff. Wow. Uh, so who? So. So who's gonna take control of the Tootin staff if it's not if it's not Dorsey? It's gonna be. You mean Dorsey next year? It should it should continue to be Dorsey. To, to, Do you think uh, Mike McCarthy is the way next option? Yes. If, if we fire him midseason, um, you heard it here first. Weeks? They're gonna talk about him this week because he's assembling a, a coaching staff and 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 a, and a, a game plan, and they're going to. 
There are going to be some rumors about the Browns getting Mike McCarthy. You know, it's going to happen. What? There's rumors that, 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 that McCarthy is assembling a, a coaching staff. To build in Cleveland? To build, to take whatever he's going. And I want all of that, please. Thank you very much. Wipe the staff. Give me a new staff. So, Munton, yeah, Mike, Munton could be a scapegoat. Um, like the staff, man. I don't want any of the staff. I don't want Wilkes. I don't want Munkin. I don't want Freddie. I don't like Wilkes. I, I don't like his scheme. I don't like the uh, defensive scheme. I don't think the four-two-five can be a base defense in this league. At least it's, not with it's hot Steve Wilkes um, as a coach. It's hot garbage. The whole um, is hot garbage. And then our, our last question here um, is from uh, Peter Zeffo. Peter Zeffo. That's a cool name. Uh, <laughs> would you rather have Greg Williams right now over Freddie? No. Never Greg Williams. Never Greg Williams. As a head coach or as a defense coordinator? As a head coach? Maybe. 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 Um, I, <laughs> if he was the the man who, who corralled... That's a poll right there. We're going to make that a poll. We will make that a poll. <laughs> that's a great... Thank you. A, thank you, Peter Zeffo. For all your content creation. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, we will at you. Say, credit Peter Zeffo. Credit so you, Peter Zeffo. You, you better listen to this episode. Sick poll, man. You, you better listen to this that's episode. That's content, bro. Um... But if he was the one that motivated that team in the last eight games, I'd say yes. If it's defensive coordinator, absolutely no. Um, I don't like that he was the only one on the universe. This scored so <laughs> many points on him and got all the yards. Well, there's so many factors to it. You can say, just from a, a trusting standpoint, you say, all right, I don't believe in my players. Let me put let me put a safety, uh, Jabot Peppers, 99% of the time. Uh, deep, 40... Not even exaggerating, 40 yards off the line of scrimmage. Consistently 25. Consistently 25 yards off the scrimmage. He thought he was better than any other defensive coordinator that's ever coached football. Because nobody does that. He's also responsible for Bounty Gate. Nobody. Yeah, and he's a a dirty coach. He teaches um, dangerous... Tactics. 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 I was going to say fundamentals, but that makes no sense. Dangerous... Football warfare tactics. That and and Dane, oh, this, there's no place for that in my in my. From NFL. an ethical standpoint, that's just, it's messed <laughs> you up. You can't say the words ethics and, and and the NFL in the same sentence. Okay, when from you, an ethical standpoint, it really doesn't belong in the NFL. You absolutely can. We're talking about people's brains. There's no here. ethics in the NFL. Yeah, when you're taking cheap shots. Uh, okay, for, as an athlete, you have to respect. Not trying to keep. I'm just. Keep I'm just giving you a hard time because if it's the, about because your the AC... NFL does not care about ethics. Just okay. So you know. Well, obviously, because he's still coaching. No, the NFL as a whole. But is as Tyreek Hill is still playing football. Yeah, I, I'm saying. But as as a Cleveland fan, I don't want any part of that. Yeah. So no, thank, on you. My no, no, no thank you. No, thank you. No, I'm fine. That's fine. Okay. No, worries. we're we're good to me. Settle down. So no. So head coach maybe, defense coordinator no. absolutely not. Which is weird. I'd rather have Freddie as my defense coordinator. Yeah, I think Freddie coached a nice defense. <laughs> He's a real solid I know defense. he wouldn't put... He, he, <laughs> he'll let, he'll let uh, Miles Garrett do all the spin moves and whirly twirlies that he wants to do. He's, he's, that, kind of, he's that kind of friend to, to his players. <laughs> he's that kind of buddy. He's a good friend to his players. He's just out there supporting them, just clapping them on, cheering them on, just just calling the challenges when speaking, they want to call challenges. Speaking uh, little, to wrap this thing up but for our weekly segment, speaking of lack of ethics um, or just decent human being stuff, <laughs> um, oh, oh Jermaine Whitehead, Jermaine Whitehead. He lost himself at NFL job for uh, life. For life, yeah. Um, he after the loss, um, 
Well, he he met. Oh, let's say he tweeted he, at he everyone missed, and their mom. Yeah, and their mom. Um, and, and I feel like he had a few, said some real mean stuff. He had a few Bono accounts, but after he had, he, he's probably one of the biggest reasons. Uh, the the players who had the most missed tackles in that game, and he's played the worst. Um, to fill in uh, in that second day for good for thing we have Vandal. Demarius Randall who's injured. All, all his health. Um, but yeah, he decided to go on Twitter. Um, and just start. Um, threatening a bunch of people online and started doing lots of racist stories. And good job with all the Browns and their ethics. Got rid of them promptly. Promptly, kind of. I mean, you should, should have you should have rid of them during the night. I'm sure some of the media team could could have came up with something. Yeah, like, it's not very hard. We're, no, it's fine. I'm not mad. They got rid of them Monday. It's not like they wait till Tuesday. But I did listen to some of the the Freddie Kitchens interview. I didn't. I, he didn't really mention it. I thought he should have really laid in on him. Should have laid into him, been like unacceptable and behavior. say and say we, not be we yeah in the Cleveland Browns organization. Yep, all of that stuff. We are we, off the top of your head. Our, we hold our players to a much higher standard, and he did not meet our ethical standards. Our players Therefore, he are, will no longer be a Cleveland Brown. We, yeah, and we and if anyone wants to, to participate in and, and act in such ways, we will. They will no longer be a Cleveland Brown as well. Like that was, that was all top of my head, man. Yeah. I'm I, corporate as, as hell, bro. I I, I can I can just, just just go with it. I'd, I'd add that I got, uh, I got corporate Kool Aid just oozing out of my veins. Bro. Okay, I got a little tweet for you. I'd add, uh, um, we hold our players and and our men to higher standards, and our grown adult men to higher standards to higher standards because they're setting examples out there as characters yeah yeah that's a big thing with um that a little put the, I wonder the, if he has an ethics clause in his contracts where he can like lose money for, for being that kind of a I jerk. hope so that'd be great hope they take all his money I hope they do but I think that was one of the big um the big uh pushes for Flight Kitchens is his character um and the fact that he he didn't kind of mention that in the decision to wave him really he didn't really comment it he said we waved him it happened this morning. Um, that's all you need to know. Okay. I'm with you. All right, last two things here. Weekly segments. We're going to rock and roll this. Buy or sell. Which one are you selling with? Buy or sell. We're going to go. Uh, are the Browns going to go eight and two after nope. the bye week? No, that's eight. Eight and Are they going to win out? Are they going to win out? After, no, no. <laughs> what question last, are you asking, Tim? It's the last seven. Yeah, they win out the last seven games. No, win the last two, two, two and eight. No, last eight. Last eight. Last eight games. Yeah, win out the last eight. Are you all day? Buy to okay. go ten and six. That's a tough ask. Yeah, are they gonna win out the last eight games of the year? I'm saying yes. Too. I'm all in on Freddie Kitchens. I'm all in on Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham and Kareem Hunt fixing the entire Browns organization. Clearly, with, with one with one swift game against the Bills. Clearly, the last twenty years uh, of you can't uh, shake my confidence. The, the last twenty years of, of mental exhaustion has finally caught up to Mike. Um, mental he, exhaustion—he's he's dying. Isn't even close to cutting it, Tim. He—he he, <laughs> he dove. I'm all in, man. He dove super off the deep end, guys. Uh, we lost him. <laughs> I bought it. I bought all the stock, man. This will be fill me up this on, will, this, on this, this will, Brown season being a success. Uh, I think it's safe to say that he's not buying. Next question. Um. I am not. Buying. I don't like your answer, Tim. Moving on. Next question. Okay, I'm. I'm not buying because if we can't beat the Broncos, how are we gonna beat the Bills? Correct. How are we gonna beat the Ravens? Who just beat the Patriots? We're not. Um, um, there you go. There's two losses right there. All right. The Cavs 
buy or sell is real interesting. This is my, this might be my favorite buy or sell question since we saw these. Is segments. Minnesota Kev back? Give me it. I am buying all of that. I've been I've been I, I want I thought Minnesota Minnesota Kevin Love would be back last year, but he wasn't healthy, and he didn't have he didn't have the structure or the scheme with Larry Drew. You know what it comes down to. It comes out to uh, being healthy and uh, having a coaching staff and and being mentally healthy. Ooh, mental health. Mental health. Kevin and Love we know health. that Kevin Love has been one of the biggest advocates. Did you see since 2017 on mental eat, health? Eat, pray, Kevin Love. Summer that he had. He Kevin Love basically just traveled across the globe. Which I don't know why and, and athletes documented don't do it. the whole thing on Instagram. Why for don't to see? Why don't athletes do that more often? He said it was super healthy for his for his mental I mean, you, state you have, for the season. You have all the cash. You have Why all the not? money. Go enjoy everything. Go enjoy the lifestyle that you built, that you earned. Yeah, you earned that. You with, with it, it within the professional sports arena industry. Industry yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Um, no, Kevin Love had to eat pray Kevin Love, and Minnesota Kev is absolutely bad. Well, let's put some. Let's put. Let's he's put some. Not, he's not as burly as Minnesota Kev. But that's, or, not, that's or, not a bad thing because he's he's a better player since Minnesota. Or baby, he's not he's not as chubby. He's not, he doesn't have that baby look. He's, he's got that clean cut. I'm I'm selling Banana Republic. Like, <laughs> I'm also I'm also gonna get all your rebounds. Yeah, like, he, he's a he's, <laughs> I'm coming for your rebounds. He's a Banana Republic modeling. Um, um, Rebound shooting, dime dime dropping, drop stepping, like board owning Kevin Love. He's out NBA here. champion winning. Kevin Love. Yeah, he's he is uh, and he's the putting, ultimate warrior. He's putting up some crazy stats. Um, we're not just winning this out of thin air. I mentioned it last year, but I think he's he's done it in the past. But um, before the Dallas game, through the first five games of the season, he had eighty six points, eighty four rebounds, and twenty four assists. The only other person that reached that those three marks in the first game of the season was Wilt Chamberlain in nineteen sixty six. So I think it's safe to say he's a pretty pretty good player. He's a pretty darn good player. So what do some we- random person, I don't even know who it is, people told me that Kevin Love was a waste of space before the season started. And I didn't slam him. I didn't slam him, but I was so ready to slam him. I will not tolerate Kevin Love's slander the rest of the season. Well, let's just bring this from a larger perspective. As soon as we gave him that big extension, everyone was saying that was a waste of money. That it was a wait it was it was, it would, it would hinder the cap. He wasn't worth it. He he doesn't stay healthy. Um, that he wasn't. He's not the player that he was in Minnesota. And he's come out gunning early. Kevin Love is all the player he's been in Minnesota and better. I and think he's staying with the organization. He's not going to get traded. So all you trade monkeys can settle down. Trade monkey then. And he'll be here for the for the remainder of this calf season and into the next. I think what we. I mean, besides being injured, I think what we saw was. This is a dysfunction. Point out uh, more than Jetty um, than Kevin Love because your star player, especially someone who, who's been such a focal point throughout his career, in Kevin Love, in that very young Cavs um, team last year, should have been the focal point three times over. He should have got fifteen looks in the post. He should have got th- twenty-five shots a game. But he didn't play at all. He wasn't he was playing. But injured. but do you really think Larry Drew was going to implement that? In in the system, I don't think so. Larry Joe's garbage. I think I think John Beeline giving him the freedom that the star players deserve, that uh, offensive juggernaut and 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 shot maker and Kevin Love deserves and and should get 
and I think he's finally feeling comfortable in this new coaching staff. Yeah, last several games, Kevin Love's been absolutely pulling when he needs to. And that's so great to see that he uh, understands that he's what makes this offense go. And he's been absolutely scorching from the field. And he's been he's been positive in the plus minus. He's been really Dallas. efficient too. I mean, the last three games he only shot 10, 16, and 18 shots. And he had 17, 22, and 29 points in those games. In the last two games... He made 10 threes on 22 attempts. Yeah, he's having a he real... He had five threes a, 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 in the last uh, a, a piece in the last two games. Yeah, he's been scorching. He's been, he's been three of five, too. One of three. I mean, he's just been very efficient. Um, and he, he's been dishing out assists, too. He almost had a triple-double against Indiana. That was awesome. Um, and I think he's going to have some slumps. The Cavs, this Cavs team specifically going to have slumps. But I think... The 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 Kevin Love Tristan Thompson duo is going to be very important throughout the season. Not if we unload our Colin Sexton Larry Nance combo and find some talent. Well, some I I don't think they should be on the floor together either. I think I think you need to give you need to have Henson when he's healthy those minutes or a lot of those minutes. I'm pro keeping Henson. Yes, and he's I think he's a better three point shooter than than uh, Larry Nance too. Larry Henson. Nance, Larry, oh yeah. We were talking about how Larry Nance doesn't look like a focus player. Or he doesn't really do anything well. Look at him when he shoots threes. He's so indecisive. That's 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 all you need to know about Larry Nance. You supply his three point shot to his entire um uh like uh game as a basketball player, and that's all you need to know. He's mm. just he he's kind of with it, but he's he's all he's almost all the way out. He's like a little bit in. Like he got his left foot in. And then let the rest of his body out. Is that a hokey pokey basketball game? Can't be hokey pokey I mean, now, I'm not Larry Nance's. Can't be hokey pokey um, in your basketball game. It's just not not a good idea. But yes, Minnesota Kevin Love is back. I I think I think you're in too. You really? Yeah, I'm buying. I'm buying. Okay. I'm, buying I'm buying that hard. Okay. All right, that's gonna wrap up this episode of our Everything Is Earned podcast. But we're really excited that uh, you guys all joined us and and got to got to hear your questions answered and everything. And by the way, every single question that was asked was answered. So all you fools out there thinking that you're your uh, let's, let's not let's not insult answered. all fans or listeners here. Uh, all, um, all, but, all all you lovely people out there that just think that you're not being heard on social media. Don't worry, we hear you, we see you. We got you. And we answer your questions. So if, sometimes. <laughs> all all the time. All the every, time. every episode. Every episode will answer your questions. So if if it is a if it is a Sunday night, if it is a, a Tuesday night or a Thursday night and you got some, some Cleveland sports questions, send us one of those DMs yeah, and that question, and, and we will answer them. Tweet it up, man. We're out here uh, for the greater good of Cleveland sports culture, and uh, we're happy to break down all these wonderful things. Yeah, all the, opin- all the opinions, all the discussions that you're thinking about yourself. Yeah, we're, we're putting it out here uh, if you get you get juiced up. So about. you can burn all of your, your friends on, on the... All the sets and love, all the... All the, all the, all the, all the Kevin Love hate, yeah. all the... All the what the the Baker Mayfield and trash talk. I mean, yeah. get, get gassed up, man. We're here for get it. Get gassed up and, and and subscribe to everything is our podcast. All the all the all the Dolan love. The the, the Dolan love. <laughs> no, no one has love for Dolan. Don't put that there's this. Don't put there's, there's Dolan love. I'm trying to be there. nice. I'm trying to be in that positive vibe, but you know, I'll no be, one likes Dolan. I'll be that positive vibe when they resign Lindor. Yeah. Until or, then. Or dim Until then, no, it's not so much. Assets. All right. Well, my name is Mike. And this is Tim over here. He's he's had, he's had a lot to say today. Always, always, always. And uh, we really you're asking we, questions. I have more opinions. 
All right. I have more opinions. We again. I'll be I'll be back here. I'll be back here Thursday us. night with more opinions. You can you can count on that. You, you can book it. He said, book it, book it, boy. Book it like Devin Booker. Book it like Devin Booker. I'll, I'll take Devin Booker. He's a nice player. Oh yeah, just, just kind of just just, just kind <laughs> of. Colin sets in for Devin Booker straight up. Straight up. What do you think? No. What do you think, Monty Williams? What do you think? What do you think, Monty? Uh, no, he's gonna he's gonna say no. Um, yeah. So we're uh, we're gonna be back here. For your uh, for your Wednesday edition of of the podcast, don't worry. We're gonna keep you guys Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, for all your Cleveland sports uh, talk that you want to jump into, and that people on the radio and the people in the sports articles aren't talking about. We're here to talk about it. We're here to break it down. We're here to be real. We're here to be honest. A little bit optimistic. We we all from Cleveland. Yeah, hell yeah, Optim- optimism all day. Uh, thanks again for joining us. This is the Everything Is Earned podcast. My name's Tim. Whoa! My name's Mike. <laughs> Whoa! My name's Mike. Hey, look, uh, out of body, out of body experience over there. I was so locked in. He wanted to be like me, so he he just he just said he was. All right, we'll try one time. My name is Mike. And I am Tim, and this is I the believe- Everything I- Is Earned podcast. And remember, in Cleveland, everything is earned. <laughs>